Welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. I'm very excited to have with me in studio, Miss Kalina Waugh, all the way from Toronto. Welcome, Kalina. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. You know, I am just so excited to to connect with you because you'll be my first millennial on this show and I just love what you're doing online um, with the work that you're doing with the Biz Mixer, all of the initiatives you have going on on LinkedIn and Instagram. It is so awesome. Oh, that's so great. I didn't know I was the first millennial. That's like a badge of honor. I definitely like, that's amazing. Thank you so much. That's cool. (laughs) You're welcome. So to you, my listeners, uh, welcome back. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Today, I am in conversation with Kalena Waugh, and she is a millennial entrepreneur who's passionate about community building and collaboration. She has a diverse background in student affairs and community building. She utilizes the skills to effortlessly build rapport with clients and create a sense of community and nurture strong business relationships. Through her event planning company, Mini K Creations, Carlina aims to create memorable experiences for her clients and spaces for entrepreneurs to showcase their businesses and build relationships across industries. So, Kalena, you are so fantastic. I've been looking at some of the work that you're doing with the Biz Mixer in your local region. And I just want to say, you know, a big kudos to you. Right? So... Let's talk about your backstory. Let's get our listeners to really get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, where do, where do you want me to start? From the very beginning? I don't know. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. Well, um, to give people an idea, I am the youngest of five um, two parents of Jamaican heritage. Um, so I'm first generation Canadian. So growing up in an immigrant family, for those of you who are listening in, you probably know how the intersection between culture happens when you're born in Canada, but you have a strong connection to your heritage. So that's uh, how I grew up in that environment. And my parents have always owned businesses throughout the years. So I've really always seen an entrepreneurship within um, my immediate family. So when I decided that I wanted to start a business, it, it wasn't something that my parents were really shocked by. It's kind of something that was in the blood. So um, that's, I guess, how I started in terms of my family dynamic. But through my schooling, I actually graduated from the University of Waterloo, where I studied sexuality, family studies, and biology. And after I graduated, I started a career as a student life professional. So supporting first year students and residents and building that community um, within that space. Uh, did that for three years, decided I wanted to quit my job, and I really thought about what did I really enjoy about my work and what didn't I really enjoy. And the one thing that I really um, felt that I excelled at and really enjoyed was that building community and connecting people. 
Um, it's definitely something that throughout my life, whether it was through high school and being on the event team and student leadership or through professional roles and volunteering, the one common theme has always been being a master connector and someone that is super resourceful and just is always building community. So, so shortly after I left my role in student leadership, I registered a business and a month after that, I started the BizMixer. And it's just been a way to bring creatives and entrepreneurs together, particularly in the Peel region in Brampton and Mississauga, Ontario. And since then, I've been able to work with coaches, organizations, professionals, and different um, individuals that support youth and community and just continuing to build youth and build community and bring people together. So it's, it's been a great two years being a founder of my company and it's, it's just been great. It's been a great ride. Well, Kalena, I am just so um, excited to connect with a fellow action lady because that's how I would define you, you know, a woman who knows how to take action in her community, giving back and helping others. That is so fantastic. Love that you have that Caribbean connection because I myself (laughs) am from Dominica and I've been living in Canada for 20 years. So it's always nice you know, to to meet a fellow Caribbean connection. I still feel a level of kinship. So welcome. Yes, yes, for sure. It's 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 definitely one of those things. Even now when people ask where you're from and I say I'm Canadian, they're like, no, where are you actually from? So I in a lot of ways, being a first generation Canadian, I think you're really connected with the heritage because the proximity is so close. And I used to go back to Jamaica every single summer. So I just feel very close to that culture. So anytime I meet someone else that has that little, little flair, that little extra spice, it's, it's super exciting to, to me. And it does feel like a kindred spirit meeting other people that have that, that extra flavor. <laughs> love it. I love it when you say that extra spice, right? Yeah. It's awesome. And I love that you said, you know, you're a master connector because we all know that, you know, it is so important um, for us to have that human connection and, and, and building that out, you know. And so therefore, I just want to ask you, in terms of networking, how important is this, um, especially right now in current times? Oh, wow. It's super, super important. I think the main reason why I've been able to keep momentum and in some ways um, accelerate my momentum, especially during this time, is really having a strong base uh, network and foundation and circle of people around me, Um, putting in that work for as long as I can remember to just build really strong, genuine relationships has really um, paid out in dividends right now, just being able to have those people that are in your back pocket that can collaborate with you on things and give you insight and be a soundboard. It's been super beneficial to have a strong connected network. And I think um, coming from the perspective of being a community leader who has been a resource for others and, you know, really being supportive and genuine about how I do my work, it's um, definitely paid me back in terms of community members reaching out to see how they can help me and, and vice versa. So I think Building a network, I know they always say it, especially in entrepreneurship, you got to, you know, meet people and, and uh, build your network, build, build your network. But I think the more important part is to build those one-to-one genuine relationships. And a lot of the time, it's not necessarily about the amount of people you know, but the quality of the people that you know. So that's something that 
I really focus on is just surrounding myself with really high level quality people that continually to motivate me to go further and push me to get things done. Um, that's been really important in my own success and how I've been able to accomplish things and get opportunities has really been from that network and just really curating that circle of influence and friends around me. I mean, there's so many mic drops in what you just said, but one of the key things I want to pull up is making those genuine relationships, those genuine connections, showing that curiosity and really being interested in the individuals that you meet and being of service. I really, really mm -hmm. love that. So Carlena, I'm very excited to hear about your business venture the Biz Mixer. Could you expand on that and, and give our listeners an idea of what this in, entails? Yeah, so the Biz Mixer is a group of individuals, we're creatives and entrepreneurs that come together to learn together, um, to build genuine relationships and create a spirit of support and collaboration. So we're really big on working together, supporting each other, and we do that through our monthly events. We have expert speakers that come in to teach on things that will help amplify your businesses and things that you can implement. And outside of that, it's just a very vibrant uh, community of young entrepreneurs that want to make an impact on the world. And that's pretty much what we do at the Biz Mixer. If you've ever been to one, we have great music good food and even better people. Uh, obviously right now with what's going on, we can't have the food part, uh, but we're still able to have that really great music and great energy and atmosphere. It's a super fun group um, of great people that just want to genuinely build their businesses and support each other and really have that strong circle um, to be a force, which, which we have been even, especially during now we were, um, having conversations about what it's been like during this time. And I think really having that strong support that we've cultivated has been really important. And I don't know, it's, it's been great. We, we took a look at how many entrepreneurs we've impacted over the past two years and it's close to 300. So it's been a great uh, ride and just having a vibrant community that is just really about gender relationship and is changing the scope of what business networking events can and should look like. You know, who doesn't like good food, music, high energy, great atmosphere and fantastic people. And even without the food, I'm gonna drop in on your event because it's online. Yeah, it's the, the beauty of this time is it's really opened up a lot of opportunity for people that couldn't typically come in to our events to experience that. And I think that's the most exciting thing about what's uh, what we're able to do with online platforms and technology is just being able to broaden the scope of who we're able to engage. So I'm super excited that you're going to be tuning in and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Awesome. Let's segue into talking about your business and how you're being of service to your community and how you're building community, not only offline, but online as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think when the time came where everything started shutting down, that's when I really knew the importance of how genuine those relationships were and how strong of a community we built. 
Um, so we pretty much went from promoting a live event a couple of days before everything shut down to having to completely change our strategy and model, refund a bunch of people, reconceptualize what our event would look like and how we were going to connect with their audience in the span of 48 hours. And the amount of response that we got was way more than I would have had ever imagined we had people tuning in from the UK from the Caribbean from the states all over and I think just being able to be a leader and an organizer that really is in tune with showing up for their audience I think that really is why we were able to be so successful is just having that open communication always being those people that listen to our audience and are there strictly for the community um, it really paid back in terms of how we, were able, how we were able to pivot so quickly and just continue the momentum. So I don't know, it's, 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 it's been great. And I think just the strategies of how we do that is with every person that comes through, just really having that white glove service where anyone that comes to our page or comes to an event gets that one-to-one -one welcome. I make it a point of duty as a founder to get to know the people that are coming in and engaging with the brand and getting to really learn about what where they need the most support and what they need and that really influences how we program and how we plan what we're doing and how we execute is really based on the people that are coming to to support us right and a lot of people um, especially now that have been engaging with the brand we haven't been able to meet in real life but it feels like i've known these people for so long because spending that extra couple minutes just to ask people how are you doing how can we support you and what do you need right now? Those three things like asking your communities that or your clients or your audience, they seem like simple questions, but not enough people ask. And I think that really shows that you care about your audience and your community and it will come back to you in tenfold. Um, so that's kind of like what our, I guess, intent and how we do business and how we like to interact with our community is really focused on getting down to the basic needs of, of the people that we engage with. That's awesome, Kalena. I really like uh, how, how you expanded and explained that um, with regards to how you build community. Mm -hmm. In your life journey, how have mentors impacted your life to date? Mentors have played a huge role in even my career path and where I decided to go and, and be in this world. I would say when I started out in student leadership at University of Waterloo, my biggest mentor, uh, Brian Cunha, he was uh, my manager when I was a student leader out there. And a lot of his philosophies really helped me develop what it really meant to be to build strong and inclusive communities. Um, just his whole ideology of that one-to-one -one and the importance of communities feeling as though their leaders are um, have open communication and care about their insight. He was very open with us as student leaders, as uh, a manager, and I think a lot of what he's uh, instilled in us is things that I still um, use myself when I'm building communities. So I would say mentors have played a huge role, whether it was in uh, building communities or through events. So there's other event planners that are maybe five, ten years ahead of me that have, you know, really taken me under their wing and shown me the ropes of the event industry. 
And outside of that, just there's a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that have been able to pour into me as well and kind of help with my mindset and, and keeping me, you know, motivated and showing me like how to be a really good entrepreneur and, and leader. So I would say mentorship has played a huge role in even the career choice because before I had a, a mentor, I didn't even know that student life profession professionals were a thing. Like I remember being a student leader and we had a big conference for students and they really encouraged me to present. And I mean, I had never presented at a conference before, but they really, you know, encouraged me to build out my topic and, you know, submit my proposal and I got chosen and I got to, to go out and speak to other student leaders. And that's when I really discovered that it wasn't just something that stopped at the university level. It was something that people were actually making careers out of building communities. So that I think really inspired me to get into the work that I'm doing now and just being a natural connector, it was just, kind of like finding a home for what I was naturally good at. So I think mentorship really helped expose me to the possibilities and really helped develop myself as, as a leader. That is, um, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I love it that you're working on building, you know, inclusive and strong communities. And it's great that you've had mentors in your life that helped to shape the trajectory of your life, which puts you on the path that you are in today. Mm-hmm. Currently, you know, in current times, we have a lot of young grads who are graduating right now. January, there was a rosy picture in terms of economy, you know, looking up to finding jobs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them may have to create their own jobs. So what advice would you have for a young graduate? Oh, I would say during this time and what really worked for me is just the volunteerism. Like that's how I started. People always ask, um, how did you get started in the events industry and like doing what you're doing? It's like, I was an avid volunteer. So I was that student that I would spreadsheet my whole undergrad. So I knew what courses I was taking every semester because see planner makes sense that I'm an event planner now Um, but I would plan out everything and would make sure that every single semester I was volunteering somewhere as a way to network because I think the end of the day a lot of the opportunities that are going to come to you or that you're going to come across aren't going to be listed on a job site a lot of the time you having that network and also being vocal about where you want to be and what you're looking to do is where you get those introductions that can set you up for success and For me, um, right now, it's been really just showing up online. A lot of the opportunities that I've had, even over the past eight weeks, have really been focused on people seeing the work that I'm doing online and, um, you know, really resonating with that and knowing that I'm looking for a certain opportunity or I'd be a great fit for something. And then that way, the opportunities kind of come to you. So I think it, it really comes down to connecting with people, being very vocal about where you want to be and what you're looking to do. And especially when you're looking to mentors to ask questions and get support and you know get that mentorship a lot of the times mentors can make introductions for you or they can help you but you have to know what your ask is you have to know what you want to accomplish so it's it's hard for people to help you if you don't know how you want to help yourself so that would be my number one piece of advice is figure out what is your end goal and what do you want to achieve and just not keeping that to yourself, being very vocal about what you're wanting to accomplish and the right people will hear it. And, and when the time 
uh, allows itself, they'll be able to make the right introductions. So what advice would you have for, you know, a mid-career professional? Because we know that there's a lot of mid-career professionals who've been followed, who've, who've lost jobs in a variety mm-hmm. of the service industries. What advice would you have for them? Uh, I think it's really the first step that even I took was it really taking a stock of what are you really good at? Um, just thinking about those things that your friends come to you for. So what do you always get questions about? What are those things where you feel like, oh, this is like super easy. I don't get why people don't understand how to do that. Um, think about what people come to you for and what you're typically a resource for and lead with that because whether that's you're going to start your own initiative or start your own side business or initiative or, or thing that you want to do I think it's going to really come down to what you're naturally good at and if you can showcase those skills then that will be very useful in what the next step for your career would be is just really taking that time to be um, reflective and that self-awareness of what your skill set is and what you have to offer. I think that's the first step. And once you can get in tune with that, you can figure out whether that's finding a new opportunity or starting your own thing. I think you just have to be really in tune with what you can naturally do really well. There is a notion out there that it's easier for millennials to start business as opposed to a mid-career professional, say, in their late 30s um, and onwards, um, mm-hmm. because millennials, you know, just starting off, uh, do not have a lot of responsibilities as it relates yeah. to mortgage, you know, kids, expenses. And so there's a big fear for mid career professionals to get into business. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for them in terms of dispelling the fear around entrepreneurship and just going for their dreams? If that's I'm, their dream. Yeah, yeah. I think it just really comes down to, to starting despite the fear. And I mean, I'm obviously a millennial, so I don't have a lot of those responsibilities myself yet. Um, but what I can say from other colleagues that I have and friends that I have that are in that perspective is, I mean, the time, time is going. Time is the one thing that you don't have a huge resource of. You have a limited amount of time. So getting over the fear is difficult and I think that holds a lot of people back from starting in that analysis paralysis of you're getting all of this information but it's hard to take action because you know you don't feel like the time is right or you don't think that things are really falling in place to make it happen but I think you just have to figure out how to just start that means that you have to work part-time and you do your your side hustle like after hours then that's what you do or if you have to wake up earlier before everyone is awake to get it done then you kind of make the sacrifices once you um, feel very passionate about what you want to do you'll find a way to make it work at the end of the day we we find we find time for things that we prioritize Um, we find time for things that we really want to do so I think it's just taking stock of where is all your time going and just being very honest with yourself as to if you want to accomplish something are you making excuses per se or are you just not um, budgeting what you're doing well so I think it's just really starting and and just going for it 
I love what you're saying there, um, you know, in terms of you have to start, you have to take action. And one thing I'll pull out from that, which is really, really critical, is that, you know, we do not have a massive amount of time, right? When today is gone, it's gone. It's gone yeah. And, you know, we're we're always moving forward. So definitely to you, my listeners who are, who are listening for that, you know, inspiration, that hack to help you to make that decision to move forward. Um, you know, if you're thinking about starting your side hustle or business, mm -hmm. this is definitely a place to bookmark um, in this episode for sure. Mm -hmm. So what is your superpower, Carlin? Carlina? Uh, master connector. I, and, right. and you know what? It's, it's funny that you asked that question because if you asked me this two years ago, I probably would shy away from even saying that I had a superpower. So mm -hmm. I've definitely been on a journey of discovering that myself. Mm -hmm. But I, I went through that process of figuring out, okay, what do my friends come to me for? What do people know me for? And it was one of two things is that Carlina is everywhere. Anything that's happening in the city, Carlina's there. It almost became an expectation that people are like, oh, you weren't there, I'm surprised. So it really came down to like just really being in the know. And my personal brand is Catch Car Here because people would typically say like, oh, I caught you here or you're there. So just really being very connected to the community and what's going on and having a uh, a hand on the pulse of what's what's up next and what's new has always been a part of what I've generally been interested in and just being a real resource for people um, and and doing those connections. Uh, it was funny talking to friends the other day. They say, oh, like, Kalina does this thing where she will, um, she just wants to listen to you long enough to find out how she can connect you to someone. And I didn't realize I was doing it until my friends and family called me out on it. They're like, yeah, you literally, you get to know people, you listen, but it's almost like your end goal subconsciously is always to try and find out how you can connect someone to someone else and amplify that. So just from getting that feedback and really paying attention to how I naturally am, it really helped me discover what my superpower is. And I just feel like I see the world as a web of introductions just waiting to happen so that's also super exciting to see what collaborations can come up from a simple introduction i love it i love it i love it <laughs> master connector oh my goodness that's you are carlina what current project are you working on right now which is really firing you up honestly building the community so the biz mixer has completely like exploded over the past eight weeks and I'm just so obsessed with building out that community right now so just finding more ways of how we can showcase entrepreneurs in the space we meet so many amazing entrepreneurs that haven't been discovered yet and just having those great conversations of what they're doing and how they're making impact so just using our platform more to do more of that showcasing of the amazing businesses that are in our local communities and across countries it's it's been great and and outside of that like i'm super passionate i work with two other nonprofits one that's focused on uh, supporting individuals who are impacted by leukemia and blood related diseases particularly within the black community because as some of you may or may not know 
when we're looking for stem cell donors, the percentage of donors of black heritage are, it's very low, it's like one to 2% of the whole donor database. So if you're impacted by any of these diseases, you have a very slim chance of finding a donor if you don't have a match within your family. So that's been something I'm super passionate about especially being someone that is within the demographic of what is the best suit for a stem cell donor. So really getting that awareness out to people that are my age about the importance of supporting this cause and getting youth in involved in making an impact and supporting other people that um, are impacted by the disease. And then outside of that, my other passion project that I work on is a, a community of girls age 11 to 16. We have a camp that's called Girls of Destiny. I'm an alumni of the camp, but it's a leadership and etiquette camp that really focuses on instilling leadership values within young girls and career, personal branding, self-confidence, body positivity, and just everything that we want our young uh, women and up and coming leaders to be. So creating a space for them where they're getting that training and mentorship for, from young women like myself that you know have gone through the program and have become leaders in their own right. And just really providing what leaders of tomorrow need from leaders from today. From today. So those are my projects that I'm working on that I'm super passionate about. And I think the one underlying thing is it's just always about community and connecting people. So that's what I'm working on right now. I love that you are so multifaceted and that you have your hands in a lot of different initiatives. Kudos to you for what you're doing. We need more people like you, um, Carlena, not mm -hmm. only in your community, but across Canada and across the world, because we can all make an impact one person, one day at a time. And it's fantastic that you are doing that. Mm -hmm. Now let's segue, you know, into the more personal side of things. Um, given that you wear multiple hats and you dabble in several different things, you know, how do you do that work-life integration? Because we all need to have a certain level of balance in our lives. Mm -hmm. It's honestly something that I still am figuring out, to be quite honest. Uh, I think what I've tried to do is really focusing on the day-to-day. -day. So what are those rituals that I do in the morning and the evening that really help create some sort of balance? Um, if you know anything about events and entertainment, it is very light, late nights and yeah. potentially early mornings. So in terms of really getting down to those basic needs of like getting adequate sleep and nourishment. So just being very mindful of that and, um, for some people, they need accountability, people to help them get things done when business. I usually don't have an issue with getting things done. I have accountability partners that make sure that I've gone outside and I've had fresh air, that the sun has hit my skin <laughs> and that I'm like eating. So like whatever it takes to kind of make sure that you're having those basic needs met. And then in terms of balance, just creating boundaries. So I've implemented things for myself for my calendar. I only have a a certain amount of time that people can book in with me, which is for me, 11 to five. And that allows me to have my morning to myself so I can get up, I can think, I can hear my own thoughts. I can have that time to myself before I have to get down into um, business conversations and collaboration. So really just creating those, those boundaries and sticking to it has really helped with that work-life uh, integration and just 
taking days off. I think it can be hard, especially when you're super passionate about what you're doing and it doesn't necessarily feel like you're doing work. Um, you can kind of overdo it. And I, I would say I'm definitely a recovering workaholic where I will work <laughs> into the ground and just like keep working. And then people are like, Carlina, like, have you even eaten today? I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm running on adrenaline. I should probably, you know, eat something. Um, so I think really just creating those boundaries from before those moments come up. So creating the framework for yourself where you have your meetings are a certain time you set the boundaries for people, you set the standard. Um, I have a really great friend who also does this through email. So she has an autoresponder that actually explains to people that, hey, I only check my email between these two hours this many times a day. Um, and I'd love to get back to you. And just like setting that standard, like you get to dictate how people interact with you in your business. So creating those environments for yourself that kind of give you that peace of mind and can help keep that sanity so you don't feel like you are at the mercy of your business and that you have a handle of, of how people interact with you. I think creating those systems for yourself and those structures are super important. And that's kind of how I've been keeping up with it and knowing that, okay, on, on a Saturday, I know that I'm, you know, just hanging out with my family and that's what I'm doing. That's the main goal. If I don't have an event scheduled, then you probably won't see me doing anything business related. I'm just hanging out online or, or doing things that I enjoy. That's um, absolutely fantastic. A very healthy um, outlook for sure. So we yeah. all know that um, music changes our ph physiology, our energy. Mm -hmm. What um, song do you have on repeat? Oh, your right. player. <laughs> I listen to so much music. You didn't know we have a whole playlist. <laughs> um, yeah, right now I would say uh, Marshall Montano and Afrobeat. They have a song called Slow Wine that I've been listening to over and over again. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of music. I'm definitely a music head for sure. Um, mm -hmm. When people ask. Uh, how they start their day. I am definitely the type of person that has my headphones in all day listening to a playlist, which is even why we, for the Biz Mixer, we have a collaborative playlist of over 27 hours of music because we're really big on music. So I love that you asked that question. So yeah, there's a lot of different songs, but I would say um, I'm really liking my soca right now, especially with summer uh, on the horizon and not being able to go out as much as I'd want to the um, uplifting and upbeat music is kind of keeping me in good spirits right now. That's awesome. <laughs> I see you alluded to your morning ritual. So let's expand on that beyond the music that you listen to. What else do you do? Oh, I am super big on podcasts. So I like mm -hmm. to start my day um, listening to my favorite entrepreneurs. So whether that's my colleagues that have podcasts or um, my really favorite entrepreneur right now. Her name is Dana Chanel. She's a young entrepreneur that has started a needs-based business, or businesses, I should say, and is really focused on generational wealth and youth really getting into businesses that are sustainable and can help change communities. Um, so she's definitely an inspiration for me. So I listen to her content every morning as a way to kind of like stay motivated. And I learn a lot in terms of strategy from their family. So that's kind of how I start my day. I like to try and do some type of um, yoga or meditation. So whether that's listening to um, a meditation on my phone or just having that 
couple minutes where I'm just, you know, looking outside and thinking about just how I'm feeling or writing things down. I think just having that, those couple minutes in the morning to just hear my own thoughts. And I always have to start my day with either kombucha, green juice, or smoothies, because that's my, that's my thing. I'm like that's really awesome. into those things. <laughs> um, I actually, it, it's a funny thing that started. I used to do this thing called the smoothie remix. So because yeah. I really like, I used to sing in, uh, in high school. So I was in choir for four years and went to Kiwanis and all of that traveling. So um, I used to do this thing where I would make a smoothie, but I would sing all of the ingredients. So it became this thing of like Carlina going on live and like showing people my smoothie and singing the ingredients. So um, really into, into that as a, a way of just connecting with other people too and just a way of nourishment. And I'm a huge cappuccino fan. So I start my day every morning with a cappuccino and I just like to learn something the first day, the first moment that I wake up. I just like to start that learning and getting my brain really active. So that's kind of what my morning r- rituals are. It's nothing extravagant, but just just really doing the things that I love and just trying to make sure that the first voice that I hear in the morning is my own. That's tremendous, uh, Kalena. In terms of books, you know, which impacted your life and um, that you really enjoyed and got some good tools out of it, what are some you would you recommend to my listeners? Yeah, so the number one book that I read and continue to read over and over again was The Power of Broke by Damon John. So Damon John the Shark. Mm -hmm. Um, that book was so useful starting out, especially because when many of us start a business, we don't necessarily have a huge amount of seed money or funding. A lot of us are bootstrapping our businesses and, you know, taking what we have from savings or our part-time job to go directly into our business. So that book is really focused on how to be resourceful and the idea that sometimes as business owners it's better when you have to figure things out without having that money because when you now have the funding you can better use the money because you've done a lot more with a lot less and you are in tune with what you can do and how resourceful you can be and that collaborative spirit is instilled in you when you don't have the monetary and you're doing the bartering it really helps the mindset of how to truly build and like be able to do things despite having the money, which a lot of people think is a roadblock to starting a business, right? A lot of the times it's not the money, it's being resourceful and having a good strategy. So that book's really great. Um, Crushing It by Gary V. I'm yeah. a huge Gary V fan. Um, obviously he has a huge team behind him. So the amount of content he pushes out is unnatural for one person to do. <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of, his spirit and just really being compassionate in his business and being really person focused um, is something that I look up to. So Crushing It has, was a great book um, that I have read and I continue to keep that in my library as well. For those out there that are looking to do like a side business, um, Chris Gilbo, he has a book called Side Hustle and he actually has a podcast as well. But it's all focused on people figuring out those little things that they're good at. So say you have a hobby or something that you're naturally, people are coming you to, like how can you turn that idea or a natural skill set into 
a revenue stream for you. So he talks a lot about how to take those small things and make it something that could become a business that you could potentially um, leave your nine to five if you wanted to or have another stream of income. Um, so those three are really great. And then for anyone out there that is interested in event planning or if you're a community leader or builder, The Art of Gather Gathering by Priya Parker is an amazing book about how we as humans gather and the art of connecting. So it's a really great resource if you are looking to build communities, if you're looking to host experiences or plan really engaging events. So those would be the books that I would recommend. And then for networking, um, the Smart Woman is a platform really focused on strategic mark, uh, strategic networking. Sorry, um, I've learned a lot from Doreen Benamara, and it's a guide that actually leads you through how to effectively network, how to set up your um, spreadsheets, follow up, basically everything that you need to know about networking um, is in that that guide. So those would be my recommendations. And yeah, those are all books that I continually read and reference. So hopefully that's helpful for some listeners out there. I am sure it will be. I love it. I love it. I love them all <laughs> yeah. that you um, recommended. And um, I wasn't familiar with these offers, so I'll definitely look them up. And to you, my listeners, you definitely want to tap into those um, resources because, you know, not only do we have mentors who are face-to-face -face mentors, but we have mentors in many different ways that we can tap into virtually, whether that's through podcasts and through books. And this is an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, Carlena, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, you know, talking about your career pivot from university to student affairs to having your own business, the big, the biz mixer and the work that you're doing to build community and to assist entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And not only that, uh, the role that you're playing in terms of giving back to community with your volunteer initiatives. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoy your message, you know, as a master networker, the importance of the human connection. And I could go on and on. Right. And I just want to say a huge thank you for coming on this show. Well, a huge thank you for having me. And I think even how we met is a true testament of being natural connectors, the both of us, because I, we met on what, a chat Yes, chat box did. of an event of a virtual yes. event yes, and I think it's just the it's really just the beauty of like when you are in tune with um that genuine connection and you know mm -hmm. really leading with service you led with service with, to me and I led with service to you and like now we're on a podcast together so I think it's just a true testament to when you're in alignment with what you are supposed to be doing in life people will fall into into place and you'll meet the right people at the right time so thank you so much for having me on the podcast i'm so honored to be a part of it there's a lot of amazing speakers that are on your your podcast so i really look up to the work that you're doing and i'm super honored to now be a part of the podcast guests that's absolutely awesome thank you carlena And um, I too, I am very grateful to have met you and I love our connection and let's keep it up. Let's collaborate. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so thank you again. You're welcome. Oh, one more thing. I always like my listeners to know how to connect with my guests. 
Oh, yes. Okay. So if you're on Instagram, you can find us at the Biz Mixer. So that's T-H-E-B-I-Z-M-I-X-E-R. And if you're looking for me on LinkedIn, it's just my first and last name, Carlina Wah, K-A-R-L-E-N-A-W-A-U-G-H. You can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. Awesome. I'm going to drop that in the show notes as well. So that's mm -hmm. fantastic. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this dial. If you found some value in this episode, please do share it with a friend. We want this knowledge to spread across Canada. Please also head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast so you're in tune when every episode drops. And as well, write us a review. Let us know how this episode helped you. Until next time, thank you so much. I'm your host, Irene Roussel.